0: Welcome to In My Mug, episode 113, on Monday the 10th of January 2011. My name is Steve Layton, and I know this because I've made a New Year's decision to freshen up the In My Mug format. So today's going to be just a tiny, tiny bit different. So, today we're going to be looking at a coffee that's from Brazil. Uh, Now, Brazil is one of my favourite growing regions, and trust me, over the next... Two, three months, we're going to be seeing loads of amazing Brazils come onto the, uh the has-been site But lots on the In My Mug as well, so there's going to be loads of these great coffees starting to work their way through uh, Introducing to some of the direct trades that we've done there Also some of the farm exclusives we've got and just some really, really exciting work being been going on in Brazil Now, Brazil as a producer um, produces some of the most ordinary, boring, flat coffees in the world but they also produce some of the most amazing micro, really kind of well processed, well looked after coffees, and they're probably one of the most professional co- countries to work with um, for uh, really kind of getting down into fine details, getting you the information you need, um, and always tend to work really quite well as espresso because they tend to have kind of for a huge country, it has a really solid profile of sweetness and chocolate and and all those things. Now. Over the years, we've had loads of great Brazils, but most of them tend to be pulp natural or natural coffees, whereas this one is... um, This one's a washed coffee. You kind of know what I mean when I'm talking about washed. So, the cherry's picked and it has a fruit around it. If you're going to make it into a natural, we'll talk about that another time, but if you're going to make it into a, a washed or a pulp natural, you need to remove the cherry. Lots of the time the cherry gets discarded, it's a waste product and will be fermented. Yeah, broken down for compost or it's used as scar as we've talked about before but when it's taken off you're left with a mucilage, a sticky mucilage which sticks to the seed and you have to get that off some way otherwise you can't work with the coffee and stops you doing anything with it. So you either leave it on and put it in the sun to dry which is the pulp natural method or you put it in big baths and I think I've got a picture of the bath so I'm going to pop that on the screen here um, and you leave it soaking in that big bath in water for anything from just a few hours right up to 48 hours depending on a number of things, so you depend on the heat at the time and the country and the profile you're looking for and, and, and all of those things this one was uh, fermented for 12 hours so that's uh, quite a short fermentation time but uh, it really worked with this coffee anyway, as I was saying you hardly see any washed coffees coming out of, uh, out of Brazil Tend to see lots in Africa, uh, so Kenya's, uh, there's a lot of washed uh, yoga chefs and things like that. Um, but the producer of this, uh, it, it's something that they do as well as Pulp Natural and Natural. So, a little factette about Brazil um, it's the biggest exporter of coffee in the world, uh, exporting around about 40 million to up to 50 and down to 30 million bags a year, which is a 60 kilogram bag. Um, this is one of the coffees that I found on the trip uh, to Bahia in July um, and this is the actual farm I stopped on for the whole week This is the one that I woke up at 4am in the morning and decided to go for a wander around the farm This is the one where I watched the stars at night and sat there having a beer with, uh, with Luca and having an absolutely awesome time um, The varietal of the coffee, it is a Katura uh, now, Katura is very prominent in the Chiapa Diamantina area where this is from uh, because it's really suited to the, the land, the, the amount of sun that they get, the rainfall that they get and the altitude, which at this farm is around about 1,100 metres above sea level. Um, but most importantly, this is a biodynamic coffee. So this really works well because it's quite pest resistant uh, and doesn't need lots of organic matter to feed it. What's biodynamics? Well, biodynamic is uh, an agricultural style. It's an agriculture. it's one of the oldest actually, and it kind of predates a lot of organic farming kind of stuff when, with it actually being certified. Um, historically, it was done by, uh, it was first introduced by Rudolf Steiner, um, and it is, it's like organic. Uh, so you have to go through a certification. We come and get inspected here at the roastery uh, once a year and they come and inspect, make sure that you're doing things right, keeping things separate, kind of all of those things. But the most important part is back at the farm. So biodynamic means that the farmer has to care about the land so he can't put chemicals into the land. Uh, the farm has to care about greater animals on the farm, he has to care about the people who work on the farm, um, and has to treat the land with respect, and kind of, it, it, it's like organics, but a new level, because he's not just worried about the soil, he's worried about the holistic approach to the farm. Um, I really like that side of it. There's a hooky-kooky side, which I'm not keen on, but the environmental impact of producing good coffee with looking after everybody in that environment I think can only, only be a good thing. Um, so very excited about um, the, these, these coffees that we've got, because we've got a few biodynamic coming through. And at time of writing, we are the only time of writing. See so I've written this down so many times recently, I'm saying writing, but at the time of this video we're the only certified biodynamic roaster in the UK, um, which is something I'm very, very proud of. Right i going to wrap you on pause, got to go and make some drinks, and I'm going to be back in just a few moments. Okay, so I'm back. Um, I've made an espresso, a cappuccino and a Chemex. So basically I'm going to try this coffee in all three methods and just see what the changes are and backwards and forwards. So the coffee is called Fazenda Araquan. Um, Araquan, as I've already said, is in the Chiapa Diamantina area. Um, of Bahia, it is owned by Luca Allegro, uh, who is a, a family originally from Italy, but he's he's born and bred Brazil, and his family lived there. And I think it was his grandparents from Italy. Uh, the farm has an altitude of twelve hundred meters above sea level at, at the maximum point. It is a Catura. It is a washed coffee. Um, it's a biodynamic certified coffee, and I'm going to dive into the espresso. So, a little bit of smell of the espresso. So, as an espresso, the first thing you really notice with it is incredibly clean, it's very transparent, it's got a great mouthfeel to it, it's kind of very thick and gloopy and creamy, um, and like all great Brazils, it has a sweetness on the front end, so the sweetness is like, um, like the chocolatey, milk chocolate sweetness, a little bit of a nutty hint to it. But unlike a lot of other Brazilian coffees, it's not the main characteristic. For me, the main characteristic of this is vanilla. So you're getting like a melted, warm, room temperature ice cream, you know, and you've had, and it's all a bit gloopy and sticky and sweet, um, but you just get lots of the vanilla come through because it's it's cooled, uh, it's warmed up and got to a temperature that is, um, you know, the mouth is more used to, and you taste that vanilla a lot stronger. It's just like that. There's a little bit of an acidity on there as well. Um, the acidity is kind of more apple-y acidity, um, like a green apple, but it's slightly small, it's tiny. Uh, and that mixture of vanilla and apple really works super well with that mouthfeel of the creaminess and, uh, and the rest. So Now into the milk drink. Um, now obviously the milk tones down a lot of those flavours, and what you end up with is a, is a sweet warm lovely. You can taste the coffee but the milk sits quite harmoniously with it and it just increases the creaminess. A lot of that vanilla in the apple disappears but you still get that lovely creamy texture on the mouth come through. And then the Chemex, excuse me while I just lean forward. Now the mug that I'm going to use this week was very kindly um, Loaned to me by Andy, my roaster, and this was given to him for Christmas by Tim. Now, the reason I I, I had to be loaned a mug, I, if you follow me on Facebook, you'll have seen But I'm going to show a picture now. We had Shelfgate, and Shelfgate was quite upsetting and quite traumatising. Um, and one of the mugs, oh, well, quite a few of my mugs got broken that I've been given over the years. My favourite mug as well was also smashed in there. I was really upset. But um, I have been sent another one just the day after Muggate, which I'm going to be using next week, which uh, Alex knows I'm going to be using that one soon, um, which was really cool, but it was a sad day. So Andy brought this in for me because I had no mugs to use and my mugs had got smashed. So thank you very much, Andy, and thank you to Tim for buying it for him so I could end up borrowing it. So So in the brewed coffee, this is where you get a real... um, You get the transparency of the coffee, you know. In espresso, it's quite a sledgehammer of taste. In the milk, it dilutes it a little and you lose a little bit of it. In the brood, I think this is where you get closer to the cupping notes, so. Okay, so the brood, you can smell, it's kind of, yeah, it's creamy. You just get that smell of kind of like, it's almost very smooth and... So, front end, sweetness. Sweetness is there, as we get with the espresso. The vanilla is much more pronounced in the brood. It is that creamy, ice cream, melted, sticky sweetness. Um, It's just so transparent as well. The flavours are very easy to find in this because there's nothing clouded in it. There's no processing issue that's kind of not been quite done right. And Araquan is next door to Floresta, and we've had Floresta in the past. Uh, but all the processing for Iroquois is done on Floresta by Nelson, who owns Floresta. And he's just one of the best processors I think I've ever met. His natural processing is phenomenal. He's pulp natural. He's just full of character. And now I've seen his washed, I'm just like, this is really good. Um very, very talented guy. We've got some more coffees from this farm to come. We do have a natural and a pork natural lined up to come online at some point too. So hopefully we're going to be talking about Araquan again in the future. And I'll go into a little bit more detail about the farm perhaps then. Um, so, no comments. I kind of felt the comments were getting in the way of talking about the coffees. And the comments were never meant to be getting in the way of the coffees. It's about what we're drinking together. And it's about us tasting and learning coffee together. So, I'm not going to do commenting more. I read every single comment. I love them. They they make me happy inside. They make my day. So please, please still keep commenting. But what I am going to do is a question of the week. So, you come along and you can ask any question. Now, if it's about the coffee from the previous week, you know, because I'll be talking about it the following week, that would be awesome. But you can ask me, Steve, how should I make my espresso? How should I, you know, tell me about uh, coffee in Kenya? Tell me about uh, Direct Trade and how that works. Um, any question of the week. And at the end of the, the coffee, I'm going to do the question of the week from the comments. So please pop them in there. Please keep keep leaving your in-my-mug scores. That's been going really well. Um, I'm thinking with this coffee, it's ideally suited to do tasting notes on. Because it's a really easy one to pick on some of those descriptors. Um, so yeah, I hope you do that. One more thing, bit of housekeeping before I clean up. I did a blog post, I'm going to pop a link below on um, tasting coffees and what to look for when tasting coffees. And I I think this is going to be really interesting for people following my mug. So I hope that you'll go and take a a listen to those two audio boos that I did. And um, maybe that could be the inspiration for next week's question. Who knows? It may be a new in my mug, it may be a new year, but life is still too short for bad coffee.